Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is happening? It's the Nintendo PowerCast episode 409. I'm your host, N64, Josh. Johnny Bo, what's up? What's going on? I'm back. I'm sorry to all the listeners that love me <laughs> and missed me last week. We're sorry you love him. I'm sorry you didn't, you didn't get my awesome insight. <laughs> it's true. We all missed you. We told him to tweet nice things at you. Did anybody? I get oh, so many no. tweets because I'm so popular oh, that I don't okay. remember. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Crawler, how's it going, baby? Hey, how's it going, Crawler? Coming at you. Cheesy, what's up? What's going on, cheese curds? And we have a very special guest. Dwayne shoots toys. What's going on? What's happening, guys? Uh, happy to be here. Excited to, to chat with you. So, so glad you're here. Before we jump into this, guys. The unofficial, unauthorized history of Mario Kart is now available, and I've kept the sale price going just for you. So I want to say a huge thank you to everybody that's picked it up. I've uh, I've heard some great feedback from you guys, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, it's still the bundle, still 50% off. You get the guide, which will teach you how not to swear in Mario Kart, and the art of the Mario Kart sorry. Give you guys a little sneak peek of the Mario Kart sorry. It goes something like this. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. You just kind of whisper it under your breath when you're when you're done. So it's it's meant for couples to try to save those relationships. So, you know, if you have a significant other, some of the comments I've gotten are like, 
yo, maybe my boyfriend will play with me again if I can learn how to apologize correctly. Do, do we have the art like, of the yes. do we have the art of the humble brag where you say uh, good grace after good, you finish good, and everybody good, good else game. is still raising? Yeah, like you finish <laughs> and you go, good game, and they're like, You're already done. <laughs> so uh yeah, anyway, n64josh.com slash history of Mario Kart. It will be a link in the description. And uh, of course, guys, come over into the Discord. We'd love to have you. N64josh.com slash Discord. Also a link in the description. And if you want to get these shows completely ad-free, there is a link to be able to subscribe right in the description as well. So $6.99 a month, you get all the shows ad-free. So there you go. A little quick update on the stream schedule i am streaming every monday we are doing mario kart seeing how many people we can get in there we got new tracks new racers and we've been having uh we've been having a good time so uh johnny real quick where can everybody connect with you and uh potentially watch your content once you're not working i oh man i can't talk today that's probably for the best right yeah <laughs> if you ask cheesy john ebo uh, everywhere uh twitch twitter TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. Crawler, is there anywhere that you stream? Uh Twitch, I guess, if I do it, but it's been it's been a while. <laughs> any uh any other places people can connect with you? Uh TikTok and Twitter, Nightcrawler724, Nightcrawlers without the E. Got the Lego TikToks going on. It's a good time. Yeah. Cheesy we'll have, we'll have more coming up. Okay, cool. Cheesy, where can people connect with you? You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, cheesy C64, C H E E Z Y C64. And Dwayne. Yes. Places. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Dwayne Shoots Toys. Dwayne is spelled D-U-A-N-E Shoots Toys. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. All the places. There are links in the description, guys, for everybody. So you can connect with us there if you would like. And we're just going to kick this off with Dwayne. We got some gaming stuff that we'll talk about after after we take a trip down memory lane and uh, get to hear how how Dwayne got started with with Nintendo and then got into this hobby of of shooting toys. And uh, I got to say, when I when I was scrolling his Instagram today to create the uh, the the IG stories and I found a picture. Actually, if you're if you click the YouTube video, you're seeing you're seeing little Dwayne with a. Uh, with a uh, NES, and uh, so kick it off for us. Where, where where did it all start for you? As far as my Nintendo journey, or my, yeah, my toys well, just gaming? Yeah, let's start with gaming, and then we'll 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 evolve into the toys as well. Yeah. So I, uh, as I was telling you before we we started the stream here, I um, got into gaming primarily on the NES. Um, I. Uh, Bought uh, bought my very first uh, game, which was Mike Tyson's Punch Out, um, before I actually got my my console. And I would go play at my cousin's house. I got all excited, and then finally one day I got my very own Nintendo. And uh, I grew up playing Mega Man, Battletoads, the Ninja Turtles, um, all those classic eight bit games. And uh, after that, I, I kind of skipped the next few consoles. So I, I didn't get an SNES or, um, you know, GameCube or N64. I was getting into PC gaming at that time. Okay. And then, uh, you know, more recently, I've gotten into the Switch. And, um, you know, I'm pretty heavy on, on Mario Kart. been playing a lot of your, your live streams there. And um, uh, 
uh, yeah, I just, I, I love it. It's a big part of my life. And then, uh, you know, more recently I've gotten into action figure photography and uh, you can see some of my photos here. A lot of them are based uh, heavily on uh, nostalgia from, from the 80s and 90s. Um, I try to incorporate themes related to video games, uh, pop culture, um, you know, sneakers, hip hop, just all the things that I'm personally into. And uh, I'll create little dioramas using my action figures and uh, post them online uh, to share share my art. Thanos and the Price is Right. I'm <laughs> I am here for it. I'm here for it. That's great. So, so you, yo, go ahead. I'm curious as to like how it all started. Like, was there somebody that you saw doing this, or were you like, ah, you know, this is something I think I I want to do and, and try for myself? How did how did it start? Yeah, you know, when, whenever someone asks me this question, I kind of say it, it was almost like an accident because I initially I was um, getting into travel photography. I bought a camera and I wanted to, you know, take photos of outdoor landscapes and, and uh, you know, exotic locations, that kind of thing. And in the process of learning how to use my camera, I would take photos of just random objects around the house. And one day I, I stumbled across this, this YouTube video of someone who was taking photos of toy cars. And I saw that and I was like, wow, this is kind of neat. And then I just went down this little rabbit hole and discovered an entire community of people that were taking photos of toys and action figures. And, uh, you know, I just bought some figures myself, started uh, practicing, trying it out. And it just snowballed from there and uh took on a life of its own and now it's basically yeah, taken over my my life it's uh, pretty much all i do these days <laughs> and like ha- on, on some of these we're seeing lots of posters and stuff how much of this is printouts and and just really or or, or how much of it is are you like doing artwork yourself and and recreating stuff yeah like i'm i'm pretty much so if you're looking at this scene right now with mike tyson like Almost everything in there is something that I've made aside from the figure itself. Um, like that television, for example, I 3D printed that. And then, um, you know, I'll, I'll print out vintage posters. Like you'll see the, uh, the Power Glove poster and the Nintendo poster there. I'll just print them out in miniature form. And uh, it, it's kind of hard to tell just from the photo alone, but this is a one sixth scale. So it's the action figure is maybe 12 inches tall. And uh, in the power glove itself was sculpted out of polymer clay. And uh, I just, yeah, print all these little things out and glue them, glue them together and uh, create this, this little scene. I, I love that, like the Nintendo power. I want to go through a few of these because I, I really, really, especially the Ninja Turtle one. That one was that one was crazy. But like you got I mean, <laughs> the, the detail here is actually I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. insane. And if you guys are only listening i suggest either going and checking out the youtube video or if you're listening or watching on spot or if you're listening on spotify the video will be there as well so that you got you you got the the manual you got the case you got the sleeve for the nes cartridge yeah the power glove uh manual in the box and then like that's issue number one of nintendo power isn't it and the turtles the turtles issue like oh my god that was like that was uh, I wore those magazines out. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to um, put as much detail 
into the scene as possible. There you'll see I actually have the Tyson code written the down Tyson there. Tyson code, I love that. You <laughs> used to have that memorized. Yeah, yeah. So and even like I, you know, on the TV you'll have those um, the the receiver for the the power glove. Yep. So I try to put as many little details in there as possible, and people really seem to appreciate that. Um, and and I, I just love seeing the uh, the comments when I post a, a new photo. People will say, "Oh, this reminds me of when I was seven years old and when I was a kid." And uh, it puts a smile on a lot of people's faces, which I really love. So is is your little tiny NES there? Is that three D printed, or is that modeling clay that you painted? So that one I actually bought from. There's a an artist on uh, Instagram called Retroled Tech, um, and he he makes just mini consoles and games and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, nowadays I, I I'm getting a little bit better with my three D printing, so I could probably do one of those myself. But uh, I bought a lot of those pieces um, before before I had a three D printer. But uh, yeah, and here we have Mario in his uh, sneaker closet. So I, I'm I'm a fan of of sneakers as well so i incorporate a lot of that stuff into my my photography too so this is a closet full of different types of uh jordan sneakers with an are, nes tucked are down they, in the uh, yeah are they mario size well it's kind of interesting because if you look at his feet and then look at the the shoes I, i'm pretty sure they won't fit him but uh um but uh yeah those are those are all one six scale sneakers there, there they fit him there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Luigi getting uh, postcarded or whatever they call it. Posterized. Postered. Yeah. Posterized. Yeah. Posterized. I love how these are just like really fun. Um, I mean, I've never been to the Staples Center, but it looks like that's probably what it would look like. That's actually what happens. They just have people come out in like Mario <laughs> costumes and that's what they should do. I would pay to see that. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's interesting? Like for that uh, floor right there, I actually um, went into an old uh, NBA video game and went into the instant replay mode and took screenshots of the the floor and kind of pasted them together and then printed them out to create the, uh, the floor. Wow! So that's so, screenshots from NBA Two K. Yeah, yeah, from one of those games. <laughs> yeah, um, I just printed them out in in miniature form and glued them all together. That's not a live audience back there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of want to see Mario dunk Boo now. I'm not. I'm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's shaped like a basketball. <laughs> it's just. It's incredible. Like how. How do you come up with the ideas? Because I imagine you know, like, is it just a, a random thought? Is it something that you really plan out? It, like, how does that process work? Yeah, a lot of the photos are based on childhood memories. So I'll be reliving my, you know, experiences as a kid. Um, sometimes it's more modern, something like I, I, you know, if I go to the shopping mall and I'm looking around and I see something, I'll, you know, kind of make a mental note and, um, you know, use that that, that concept to um, plan a, a future photo. I, I've got a a text file on my computer. Anytime I get an idea, I'll just write the idea down. So I've got tons and tons of ideas. And then uh, I'll just kind of mix and match concepts together. Uh, this photo is just kind of a, a weird concept that I came up with. Um, so I have a I have a thought in my head as yeah. to how you came up with this. Yeah, it was it was a long it was a long day. There were some <laughs> issues in the bathroom. And like... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, you you look at the Goomba and you think, I mean, 
I, I think it was originally based on a shiitake mushroom, but like when I see a Goomba, I see like the poop emoji, right? Like it looks exactly <laughs> like that. So I figured, you know what? The Mario brothers are plumbers. The Goombas look like poop. So let's put that all together and, and uh, you know, make like a giant toilet land or something like that <laughs> along those lines. So this was a fun project. It, it took a long time to make because I, I 3D printed each of those Goombas individually and I painted them and then the toilets took a long time to to print because everything's pretty big in this in this photo. So uh, it took a long time, but it was uh, it was fun to put together. So so what what is the size? Like how big is this thing actually? Like how is it a like a small diorama or is it like pretty tall? Yeah, yeah like every project I work on is different because I've got figures in different scales. Some of the figures are six inches tall. Some of them are twelve inches tall. Um, in this case, uh, I, I have a paratrooper. I think this is probably the same model scale. Okay, yeah. So that's that's from the same brand. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that's the, the Jack specific uh, company. But um, so these Mario figures are actually smaller. These are the um, two and a half inch figures. So um, in, in this particular photo, so this this whole thing it, it, uh, it was a few few feet wide by a few feet long like maybe three, four feet. Um, and uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Sometimes, like for that basketball photo, I was using one of the larger figures that's in the same scale as that uh, paratrooper that you're showing there. But uh, I've got I've got maybe four or five different Mario figures of different sizes, and depending on the the concept that I come up with, I'll pick and choose one. Um, Generally, I, I like to work with larger figures because it allows me to put more detail into the uh, the props when I'm making them. But uh, in a situation like this, I wanted to make a big landscape, so I had to work with smaller figures just to make it uh, make it work. Do you have a storage you... shed just loaded with all <laughs> your old, like, after you get done with one of these? Is it just... Yeah, well, the dioramas themselves, like, I kind of... They're almost like temporary dioramas, so I'll build them up. And then take them apart as soon as they're done. Oh, no. And then I'll just hang on to the pieces that I think I may use in the future, like the, the little props and stuff, right? I but see. a lot of like the walls and the floors, they kind of either, you know, they're made out of paper, so I could just recycle them afterwards. Um, there's no way I'd be able to keep all of that stuff because I live in a you know, small one-bedroom apartment. There's just no space for it. But uh, I, I keep all the, you know, the, the major props that I think I might use in the future. And I've got tons of... Um, uh, storage bins. I just put everything in there. My whole, like I used to have a living room, but I don't have a living room anymore. It's just basically a workshop. So it's just all like <laughs> 3d printers and, uh, you know, paint and all kinds of stuff and then action figures and props. So it's, it's taken over my life completely. <laughs> are, are the, uh, arcade games here, are they something you made or is that something you picked up? No. So this was, um, I guess a, uh, sort of a sponsored post the, uh, there's a company called new wave, uh, games or new wave toys. And uh, they make these actual functioning arcades okay. that are one sixth scale. And uh, they sent me a few of them and they said, you know, come up with a concept uh, that will 
demonstrate our uh, our product. So this was around Halloween, and I said, okay, you know what? Let me just take all these horror movie icons and put them together and have them uh, playing playing the arcade game there. I think I've seen them in Target. Also, you absolutely nailed the floor of that arcade. I was going to say, the floor. <laughs> Where did, did you Google that and just print it out? Or is that, did you have to, because I, I yeah. remember walking on carpet like that. Yeah, that was like <laughs> the standard issue carpet for pretty much every arcade in the world, it seems like, back in the day. Um, I, yeah, I did some Googling and I found some images and I just put them together and uh, printed them out. And yeah, it looks uh, fairly authentic to that uh, that era. I think what's great about your photos, like this one, I love this Scarface photo. It For those mm. that are listening, it's Scarface uh, playing Duck Hunt. And it, it, you also have like this element of like, I wonder what it would be like if Scarface was playing Duck Hunt. And you get mm-hmm. to like mess around with your imagination that way. And and I just, I love that you you have, you know, those little stories that you get to tell. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I probably enjoy doing the most, just uh, doing these crossover mashup type of ideas where you take two different worlds and bring them together. You know, the Scarface is a very serious, like dark, you know, uh, violent movie. And then you, you know, mix it up with Duck Hunt, right? And uh, it, it's just like a interesting juxtaposition of um, themes there. And uh, this this photo is obviously based on on a scene when he's pointing a gun at someone. I just figured, you know, let me take that gun and replace it with a, a Nintendo Zapper, and uh, that uh, ended up uh, <laughs> make, uh, turning into this piece right here. Is there a pile of coke somewhere that, like, <laughs> you took the adult picture that you know, you know the? Yeah, there, there, there may have been a, a small pile of uh, flour, flour or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why it's so close, right? You don't want to show the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah I cropped it in pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, real quick, Crawler, can you go back? Yeah. So just for example, what is all the stuff that you did? Because I know that sometimes you'll take uh, an action figure and you'll Mm -hmm. actually like mess around with that too. Like it looks different than the way that you bought it. Yeah. So this, this is actually a custom figure. I, I, the only thing I bought for that figure was the, well, I bought the, the head. So if you go on eBay and search for one six scale heads, you can find heads of um, all kinds of superheroes, celebrities, athletes, stuff like that. So I, I just bought the the Scarface head, and then put it on a generic body, and then found uh, the clothing, and then you know just put it all together and made a custom piece. And then I added some blood, and I I, I um, custom made that uh, that little brace that he has on his arm. And uh, yeah, so he just put it together to make a custom figure. And I 3D printed the gun and the cartridges and uh, printed out the boxes. Uh, and that Nintendo console was the one that I had from that uh, retro tech from before. And, uh, you know, the, the walls and the table, and the floor, they're all made out of foam board. And then I just covered the foam board with some, um, some printed out designs to give it some, some color. So it's cool. so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got Deadpool up next, looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in uh, I think it's in the opening scene of uh, Deadpool where he's listening to Shoop by Salt and Pepper. So <laughs> I just, uh, had uh, this scene here of him listening to that song with the CD booklet in his hand. And you have that classic bright yellow 
Sony Discman, the sports edition. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just put out anti skip, you know? Yeah, yeah anti skip. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> anti skip. Some of those had the bass boost. And yeah, and then I just printed out uh, a bunch of different posters and uh, made some little CDs. A lot of those CDs are actually some of the CDs that I listened to um, as a kid. Like that Ace of Bass was one of the first ones that I had, the Dr. Dre, <laughs> the Chronic. Um, Yo, dude, yeah. we definitely grew up at the same time. <laughs> we got a Game Boy on the floor too with Zelda and yeah, So I just like tossing in like random references to like this time period. So this is like early to mid '90s, um, and uh, yeah, they're all just references to different things from that uh, that era. Did you by chance ever play Mortal Kombat on Game Boy? Not on Game Boy. I, I didn't have a Game Boy. I actually had a, a Game Gear when that came out. So I had I had Mortal Kombat for that uh, system. But so you hated batteries then, right? Was that you hated batteries? You just wanted oh to yeah. I, them out? I, there's no way I could have played that with the batteries. I had to buy the, the battery <laughs> pack and and use that because it took eight, I think, double A batteries to to power. No, that. They, weren't they using like C cells in that thing? It was double A's, but it only lasted about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And I mean, all those batteries add a lot of weight to the console too, right? So it was just like oof, crazy. So I had to use the battery pack for that. Yeah, Mortal Kombat on Game Boy is a. Yeah, it, I played it because I was like, "Hey, I'm on the school bus, and this is a video game. I will definitely play it." So, <laughs> so uh, on on this, we got we got Biggie Smalls. Uh, so or no, that's not Biggie. Uh, no, that is Biggie. Boy. That's Biggie. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. is actually this is actually a reference to the lyrics from one of his songs. He says, um, "Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, yep. man, I couldn't picture this." So I have him shopping for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis games. And in the music video, I think they have a little clip from uh, Street Fighter. They're playing Street Fighter 2. So that's the uh, the box that he's holding in his hand right there. Very so are these are all of these boxes that you can take off the wall? Yeah. Yeah. This, wow. <laughs> this was one of my more time consuming projects. And when, when I'm doing something like this, it's not necessarily hard. It's just time consuming. Right. So I, I just printed out. I don't even know how many. I think it was probably a well, hundred you got like two or three deep on some of these shelves it looks like yeah here. so pretty much every shelf has two copies of the game on there um i did that just for some added realism it's a subtle detail but uh it just adds a little bit more realism to it is that mario yeah. art down there yeah and you'll notice mario paint. Like, <laughs> those boxes are a little bit bigger too right so the boxes got the mouse pad yeah the mario paint i think there's a yeah, those boxes were bigger than the standard boxes, so I made sure to to make them bigger in the scene. Um, but yeah, so when I'm doing something like this, like I'm just sitting there cutting and pasting and folding for like hours every day for multiple days at a time. Is that um, just a heavier cardstock that you can then have hold shape pretty well? Yeah, I, I used uh, matte photo paper. So it's big, yeah, photo paper without the the gloss finish on it. And uh, yeah, I just print it out and fold it together, glue it all together. And uh, usually what I'll do is I'll turn on like a podcast or some YouTube video or a TV show and just watch it and then sit there crafting all day long, <laughs> passing the time. It's not hard, but it's just very tedious. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Got Donald, Donald Trump soccer up here. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of look like Trump, doesn't he? <laughs> Blonde hair. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll just like, 
go back and forth picking different generations. Like I personally wasn't um, a big Super Nintendo guy. I, I, I was at this time I was kind of getting more into PC gaming, but um, I know you know a lot of my friends had Super Nintendo, and this was like a, a super popular system with a lot of people. So I just figured this would be a fun um, project to do, and I, I love the song too. It's it's uh, do uh, the people ever call you out on anything? Like, well, actually, that box. <laughs> <laughs> been around at the same time yeah sometimes i i try my best to keep it as accurate to the time period but sometimes i miss up like you know if if i'm making like a hundred boxes i'm gonna make some mistakes here and there right so it, it's fun it's funny to see those comments they're like oh yeah this is incorrect right i just but noticed feeding the engagement that's all you're doing yeah stickers. yeah i don't mind like sometimes you know people will actually get into arguments in the comments and uh I, I just kind of sit back and let them do their thing because it's just feeding the engagement, like you said, right? It's it's funny just to watch people go back and forth and have little debates about meaningless <laughs> things in an action figure diorama. But uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a pro tip for you. Yeah, any of those comments, the best way to reply. Mm -hmm. Really? <laughs> <laughs> because they don't know if you they don't know your tone. It's text, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. One way or another, they are coming back because they're like, yeah, this was this. And you're like, cool. Really? You just say it again. <laughs> like, I just I just go until they're like, do you have anything else to say? I'm like, I really don't. I was just farming engagement. <laughs> <laughs> so with this photo, you said it, it took a while. And like before we started recording, you said that most of your uh, projects take seven to 10 days. Yeah. W how long did this one take? So yeah, I'm, I'm not really um, keeping track when I'm working on things. Like th the problem is like when I'm making a project, a lot of times I'll want to document it too, like recording video mm -hmm. and stuff. And that mm -hmm. really slows down the process mm -hmm. because I got to set up my cameras and, you know, think about how I'm going to tell the story. Um, so I'd imagine this was probably, yeah, about seven to 10 days of actual work. But then when you're setting up the, you know, the cameras and all that, it kind of slows it down. So it's, it's hard to really gauge. Like I, I lose track of time. I'm just, so, like, so are you talking like, like work days, like eight hours a day or are you talking? Yeah, about pretty much. Like, in, in, yeah. Cause like you got to think I have to plan things out. Like as far as how I'm going to set up the scene, I got to think about the sizing of things. Like if you look in the background, I have um, a bunch of TVs there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I 3d printed all of those and you know, that takes, takes a while and you got to, you know, measure things and make sure it's the right size. It's going to fit in the scene. And then just finding the the box art for all those games, that took a long time, right? You got to, you know, find all those things, print them out. And uh, like I have the older consoles on there. Some of those are, are pretty difficult to find pictures of. And uh, a little little tip for you, if you're looking, looking to make miniature boxes, one of the things I would do is I would go on eBay and look for listings of old like Genesis consoles and often they have photos of the boxes from all these different angles. Mm -hmm. So I take those photos and then kind of manipulate them and edit them into make uh, to making these little printable templates. And then I would uh, print them out and um, you know make boxes out of them. So a big part of the time is just finding all the artwork and and uh, the images for the uh, the scene. So how long have you been doing this now? started in early 2018 
And at that time, I, I wasn't even an action figure collector at the time. You know, I was, like I said before, I just stumbled into it because I was getting into travel photography. And uh, so I had to basically learn everything. I didn't know anything about building dioramas or props. I just started and, and dove into it by watching um, YouTube tutorials. And uh, so I started, yeah, 2018. And I started initially working with clay a lot to sculpt things. And then when the pandemic hit, that's when I really got heavy into 3D printing. I got my first 3D printer and that completely changed the game for me, made things a lot easier and, and uh, allowed me to make props that are of higher quality and higher detail. And uh, I'm still, I have a lot to learn. I'm still, I, I'm still in the process of learning, you know, I, I'm figuring things out as I go. So I, I still feel like I'm pretty early in the process. Um, I'm developing my skills as a, as a painter. That's one of the hardest things now is I, I want to start creating more of my own action figures and uh, just learning how to paint them and painting the, the faces to look realistic is, is pretty challenging to do. Um, so I, I've been, you know, trying to do that over the last uh, year or so. And it's, it's been, you know, just constantly developing these skills and, and trying out new techniques. Yeah, I saw one of your more recent things was you 3D printed, you scanned and 3D printed your own face to add yeah. yourself into. Because, well, do you want to tell us about the experience that you had? Then the, it, I guess it got cut out of the final cut, right? But yeah, yeah. So the uh, the Last of Us, the uh, the TV show, they were filming up here in um, in Alberta where I live, and uh, you know they were going all over the province, just going to different locations and. One day, uh, some of my friends sent me a, a link to a website where they had this casting call for background extras. And uh, I just, you know, they were looking looking for people with a weathered look. So um, <laughs> I just figured at that time, um, I had like, you know, long hair. I still do, but I, my hair was long and I had the beard going and everything. And I just said, you know what? I probably have a chance at this. Let me just send them a photo and see what happens. And I sent it a photo and they, they picked me to be a background extra. And I was uh, one of the fireflies in that uh, final episode. And uh, so, yeah, I, I went up to it. Uh... No spoilers, Johnny. Oh, yeah. By the way, have you, have you guys watched the show? Or I, you... I have, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. But no, I'm just thinking like how that last episode played out with the fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I in the final episode, I didn't actually end up making it into the, the show. So with, with the uh, being a background extra, there's no guarantee at all that you'll be on camera, right? You're just kind of there just to fill in a little bit of space in the background. Um, often you're not even really visible, like uh, you're kind of blurry, like a blurry blob in the back. You're just adding a bit of atmosphere, right? So we had, uh, I think, about 15 people that were uh, background fireflies in that uh, episode. And uh, I only think, I think two of them, two or three of them made it in into the show. And then the, the other fireflies were like stuntmen, like professional stuntmen. Um, but the background extras, a lot of them got cut out, right? Unfortunately. But um, yeah, it, it was a crazy, crazy experience. Like it, it, it's a really big budget show, right? HBO has a ton of money. And they actually kept us there for six days. 15 people, they were feeding us, paying us to be there. And, you know, most of us didn't even make it in the uh, the episode, which is kind of crazy. 
So um, I actually, yeah, so I took that scenario, which is kind of a, you know, a disappointing thing. You know, you go there expecting to be on TV and then you don't in, end up in the show. I took that and kind of tried to make uh, lemonade out of lemons. And um, I built a diorama to reimagine the show as if I was in it. So uh, like you were saying earlier, I did a 3D scan of my face and then 3D printed my own uh, little action figure and uh, dressed it up in the Firefly outfit and then built a little uh, diorama based on the episode and put, put myself in there along with you know Pedro Pascal's character uh, looking like he's about to uh, hunt me down and put an end to, me, to my life. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so, it was, so is this is this what you what you do as you're like living? Are you? Uh... Yeah, I, I do this full time. I, I don't have a job. Um, it's it's been very challenging, like you know, to make it work financially. But now I'm starting to get a little bit of stability. Um, it's been you know I've had to supplement my income with a lot of other things. I was you know I, I get income through music royalties. Before I was um, doing this, I was involved in music production. So I have a little bit of income through that and a few other sources that kind of helped me sort of scrape by. But um, now it's it's starting to stabilize a little bit. So it's, it's primarily uh, brand deals and sponsorships that um, help me you know, pay my bills. And uh, start, I, I want to focus a lot more on YouTube too, to generate income through there just to make it a little bit stable and, and get into Patreon and all that. But uh, this is pretty much what I do all day long. I'm at home just crafting all day long. <laughs> Dwayne is being so humble uh, because <laughs> what you, I mean, I think, you know, you have a big following. Not only that, you have a platinum record. <laughs> uh, you've, you've done it all. And like, I'm just excited to see what you do next. Do you have, like big plans that you are that you want to share that that like like what's the the big picture goal for you you know what i'm just kind of taking it day by day and playing it by ear um at the end of the day my main goal is just to be able to wake up not have to worry about how i'm going to pay my bills you know have be financially stable mm-hmm. and uh just create whatever i want to create um I, I love coming up with random concepts and videos and dioramas and all this kind of stuff and just uh sharing what's in my head with um with my my following so uh you know i I would love to also you know eventually have my own line of action figures or something diorama pieces something along those those lines that would be fun yeah yeah there's a lot of things that i want to do it's just just kind of taking it day by day and uh figuring it out uh, going with the flow You've got quite the collection behind you, and it may not necessarily be Nintendo, but the the toys were definitely. I mean, this this show is fueled on nostalgia, right? So, like, uh, the one of the photos that you had showed Splinter with the turtles, and they were playing the arcade game, or I saw the arcade game on the table, right? The turtles arcade game, and and that was one of my all time favorite like games. I could play that yeah. game 
over and over and over again. I would the first time I've said it on the show many times, the first time I saw the sun come up playing games, it was that game. I would beat it with one turtle and just start over and do it again. And we had an unlimited supply of soda in the fridge next to us. And we were in a garage where we couldn't be too loud for parents. And it was just the, you know, it was like the perfect, the perfect weekend scenario in the late eighties, early nineties. Right. And so but you've got you've got you said you started doing this in 2018, right? The collecting, or did you have some of the collection before that? When I was a kid, I had a ton of toys, lots of action figures and all that. But when I turned, you know, 14, 15, we basically got rid of everything. And you know, I, I kind of stopped collecting toys. I was getting into other things. I was getting to music and, and stuff at that time. So I didn't have anything when I started doing this. And I started at uh, it was 36, age 36. So I basically had to start to building a collection from scratch at that point. So uh, all the stuff that I have is is pretty much new. <laughs> um, yeah, I just acquired. I mean, tell us uh, about that journey. I mean, you've got you've got turtles in the boxes back there. Like, are these eBay things? Do you go? You know, I was recently in Vegas. They've got a shop there in Fremont that's like all the old. Like, you can see a Technodrome in the box from mm -hmm. from Playmates. You know, like. I saw Slash and some other like, you know, Mondo Gecko and some of the other turtles and stuff that were like not necessarily as well known. But I'm like, well, every time my parents took me grocery shopping, I got at least one or two turtles action figures. And I still have the majority of them in my in my garage right now. Like there's just a massive bin full of, full, you know, I got Scumbug whose jaw opens and closes and it usually falls off. So it's somewhere in the in the mix as well. But like, uh are, are are these just eBay purchases or do you get to do a little, uh, you know, a little adventuring out and, and hitting up retro cons and things like that? Well, the cool thing is like right now is a, a great time to be someone who was born in the eighties or nineties, as far as collect uh, collecting toys, because there, a lot of these companies are reissuing uh, new versions of these old toys. So these, these are all like reissues. These gotcha. were just released okay. like the past year. I got you. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, they, you know, packaged them to look exactly like they did back in the day. So you got Ninja Turtles, GI Joe, He-Man, all those classic properties. They're just bringing them back. So if you just go to like Walmart, you can find those things on the shelves, which is so exciting. Right. And uh, I'm kind of fortunate now to be in a position where uh, a lot of these companies will just send the stuff to me. So those ones I got from uh, the local Canadian distributor of the, the Ninja Turtles toys. So I, I get a lot of toys for free, which is one of the perks of uh, doing what I do. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But for some of the toys that are a little bit more difficult to find, I'm, I'm definitely going on eBay, um, you know, Amazon, all those different toy stores, uh, websites and, and ordering them. They're, the thing is, uh, a lot of these, these, especially the higher end toys, they only make limited amounts of them. So they're very difficult to get once they're, they're you know, sold out. So you have to go on uh, eBay, get them secondhand, and sometimes they'll sell at a premium. So you might buy them initially at uh, you know fifty bucks retail, and then they'll be selling secondhand for a hundred bucks, right? So it's it's uh, it's a, a limited edition kind of market. So you gotta you know, try to get the figures that you want as soon as they come out. Otherwise, you're gonna have to pay a premium to to get them. Oh yeah, as an amiibo collector, I have paid way too much for <laughs> yeah. a few in my collection. But uh, mainly the squid, the squid kids or whatever, the ink, the the inklings, like they were, <laughs> uh, they were way too much. It's but, cheesy's uh, fault. Blame that. Blame uh, that on you know, 
I think Ari. you're. I think you're. I think you're right. Um, <laughs> do you have any holy grails in your in your collection that you're like, you know, something that maybe you had as a kid that you love that you were able to then get again? Are there any that you're looking forward that you're you know still on the hunt for, but maybe you don't want to spend, you know, too much on eBay and you just want to see if you can find it as you as you do some cons or anything like that? Um, not really. Like it, it, it's interesting because I, I I do have a, a collection of toys, but I don't ne necessarily consider myself too much of a collector. Like a lot of the toys, I'll just buy solely for the purpose of creating art with them. So um, sometimes tax write off, you know. <laughs> so you need a tax count? I got you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Canada, maybe not Canada. <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, well, actually, quite often I'll, I'll buy some figures and then I'll use them in a scene and I'll, you know, hang on to them for a few months and then I'll sell them, get some of my, my money back, and then buy new figures with that money, right? So it's just there's a constant flow of of figures. Uh, but some of these these ones are more like vintage looking figures, so I, I like hanging on to them just for the nostalgia sake. Um, and you might might remember some of these McDonald's toys. I saw as soon as I saw them, I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, yeah. those are taking me back." These ones I hung on to. I'm actually is that like the pull, is that, are those those are pullback ones, right? This mm -hmm. particular one, yeah, this is like a Luigi yeah. that kind of drives uh, on, on the table there. But um, if I remember correctly, was that around the Super Mario Brothers three? era yeah. of mcdonald's toys yeah that's what yeah that, that was my most memorable um happy meal toy and i've got uh i got a bunch of them like this was the, the most uh I guess, oh yeah yes i remember yes. that. Yep. i don't know if you you <laughs> saw it but on my my page i made a miniature version of this um oh, okay. a few months ago and i've actually uh well let's see here I've got some miniature versions of these toys right here. I don't know if you can really see, but oh wow, Jeez. I three D three D scanned them and three uh, D printed them. Um, so I'm gonna use them in a uh, an upcoming diorama. I was planning to have the uh, the Ninja Turtles eating um, Happy Meals at McDonald's and you know playing with the toys there, and uh, yeah, that that's pure pure nostalgia for me because I remember being. Uh, being a kid and like when Super Mario Brothers three came out, that was it was there was so much hype around it because if you remember the the Wizard movie when they first announced that that game, it was just like I don't know, kids were going crazy over it and, oh, yeah. and uh, the first Nintendo Direct, yeah, <laughs> yeah the was, first movie that was a just a commercial, yeah. So that was <laughs> such an exciting time for me. So I, that uh, has a lot of nostalgic value and, and meaning to me. So I guess if you if you could say uh, I had grails those kind of things would be it i guess just uh you know they're not necessarily expensive but they're just meaningful to me right because it brings me back to that that time period in my life absolutely yeah you uh I, you must have been a relatively big fan of battletoads i see a poster behind you there yeah that's actually from uh nintendo power um magazine okay. um i loved battletoads it was very difficult for me at the time like I don't know. I just, I, even if I were to play it now, I'm sure I'd, I'd had difficulty playing it. But um, I love that sleds, game. Sleds, man. Those sleds. Yeah, yeah. Level three. I remember that. It was oh. <laughs> it was tough. It was the dam with the turtles and the sleds with the battle toads. Like yeah, they, they did not want you beating those games in a weekend. Yeah. So yeah, battle toads and and Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game. Those were probably my two two favorites um, that I put a lot of lot of hours into. And then so, is that a Tupac Lego behind you? Yeah, I made that. Uh, I made a video 
maybe last month showing how I 3D printed that and painted it and all that. So <laughs> custom Lego figure. That's amazing. <laughs> so so with, with your 3D print, are you pretty self-taught with all your 3D printing? And like, has that grown for you? Are you using more than one printer now or is it? Yeah. How, how's that work? I, for I you? taught myself just by watching videos online. And in, uh, I, like I said earlier, it was mainly during the pandemic that I started getting into it. So I've got uh, three printers right now, different types. Um, I've got uh, just a standard uh, FDM printer, which uses filament. And then I also have a resin printer that uses uh, resin for, uh, it, it's great for making highly detailed small items. So um, yeah, a, a lot of the items, the, the cool thing about 3D printing is that there are tons of people that upload 3D models online. So you can download models and then print them without having any kind of 3D modeling experience. So I, I started off doing a lot of that. And now more recently, I got into 3D scanning. So I have some 3D scanners that I can use to scan objects and then 3D print them. So you get any kind of custom object you want. So uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. And then like, it, it's really changed the game for me as far as making props. It's It's been, been uh, fantastic. That's cool. For anyone that is uh, wanting to get into toy photography do you have any advice for them or something that you know now that you wish you would have when you started yeah i mean like it, it's the it just comes down to practice basically you know grab you don't you don't need fancy equipment to get started these days you know the cameras on your cell phone are decent right so you can do a lot with that um a lot of people are posting content online that show you how to you know set up your lights and how to build diorama pieces and all that so you can teach yourself uh, if you just take the time to to learn. And my advice for people that are looking to really grow their following is to try to be as unique as you can, because there's a lot of other you know people doing toy photography out there. But the ones that stand out are the ones that are like being their authentic selves, being unique and coming up, coming with a different perspective. So I would really say, you know, try to find like a unique style or um, you know, theme and then just go heavy, double down on that and, uh, you know, put your stuff out there. I, I was, I was going to get into it when Halo Infinite started coming out. I have a, I have such a huge collection of Halo action figures and some of the big vehicles that are, it's really hard to store some of these things. The Mantis from Halo <laughs> is like, it's impossible to store that thing. So do you have like a, as bad as Labo. what's that? Oh yeah. yeah I've, I've got, yeah. I've got warthogs. Uh, I'm, I've got, I think I've got a ghost, a few, like a few, quite a few. Yeah. And a bunch of the different, the, the different figures, whether it be Spartans or brutes and all that kind of stuff, like, cause they're yeah. super detailed. I'm like this, these would be, these would be really cool. I even talked with a buddy about maybe doing it together and then it just kind of, just kind of fizzled unfortunately, but yeah, um, but they're all, you know, they're all, they're all sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you cool ever. Movie. Sorry, did you ahead. ever have a, a project that was uh scrapped because you just didn't like the way it looked or you couldn't get it the way that you imagined um normally I, I try to follow through on my projects but sometimes i don't necessarily post everything that i do like mm -hmm. now nowadays i i do but like earlier on you know when i was um working you know just learning mm -hmm. i would take a lot of photos and you know, some of them weren't as as good as the others, so I wouldn't necessarily post everything. Um, but a lot of that is just me being, you know, too much of a perfectionist or being too picky with things. But uh, yeah, 
I, I try to follow through. I don't scrap a lot of my projects. Sorry, I cut you off. What, what were you saying? Uh, I can't remember. Um, I was <laughs> probably just <laughs> saying. Uh, oh, I was probably just going to say the, the cool thing is that um, now nowadays there's just I mean there's so much content out there that can teach you how to do toy photography if you want to. I mean, so many YouTube videos and TikTok videos and and all that because there's actually a, a fairly decently sized community of people doing it. Um, there's you know thousands of um, toy photographers, toy photographers out there, and everyone has like a slightly different style. I think a lot of people try to recreate scenes from video games or movies. Uh, my style is more based on nostalgia and just my childhood and stuff. But um, there's something out there for for everyone. What I wanted to go back even further with your gaming history like mainly because like i started on the atari and i was just curious mm. if that is kind of did your love for gaming start with those those older home consoles in the arcade or did it was nintendo where it began um i i did have a couple of other consoles like nintendo was the main one that really got me into it but uh, we had a ColecoVision, which i played briefly so i think we had maybe two or three games on that um, I was quite young at the time, so I don't remember too much. But yeah. you know, we had Donkey Kong and you know Ladybug and those kind of games. Yeah. And uh, I had a Commodore sixty four. I got really into that uh, okay. personal computer. Um, I remember one day my dad brought home a whole case of like pirated discs, like those five and a quarter discs. They're all pirated games, um, and we just I, I played that like for for years, uh, tons and tons of games. And they're like. Uh, California games, summer games, those like sports type of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that, that was the foundation. And then, yeah, the Nintendo, I really got into that. Later on, I got into like PC gaming. Um, I don't know if you remember, I, I sent you that uh, photo of uh, Superman in the, uh, the office there playing mm -hmm. uh, PC games. So on the shelf, I put a lot of um, boxes of games that I was into. So things like Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, I was into Police Quest, Space Quest, King's Quest, those kind of adventure games. Um, yeah, so I got into PC gaming, and then I got a Game Gear, and uh, I didn't get too heavily into, like I said, the N64 and those consoles. But um, yeah, so there you can see um, there were a bunch of games that I played, uh, you know, Police Quest and Doom. Miss TIE Fighter. Yeah, City. World of Warcraft, Warcraft when it was still an RTS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those older games from that time period. Um, SimCity 2000. It was kind yeah, of the, cool. Uh, the Windows for Dummies. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I have an office job. And yeah. like this, it looks from the 90s, but it could be the exact same thing today. <laughs> <laughs> just with a different computer yeah yeah and and people cosplaying at work i don't know yeah, if you remember um, Encarta, microsoft Encarta, the uh encyclopedia i got that on the desk there now this was like before the world wide web had really taken off yeah. get our knowledge from uh cd-rom encyclopedias and uh yeah so this is like i it was kind of an exciting time because computers hadn't really gone super mainstream yet it was almost not like a you know underground thing but there was like a, a tightly knit community of people that um 
liked playing computer games and, and messing around with stuff at that time. So I was uh, really heavily into that that stuff at that time. Um, and then, yeah, beyond that, um, it, like after that, I started getting more into music. So I didn't really play as much games. But then my younger brother, who's uh, he's about eight years younger than me, he got into the uh, the PlayStation and the the Xbox and, and all that. Um, but then more recently, I, I started getting into the uh, the Switch and, you know, been playing a lot of that. Did, I got to know, did you pick up the did you pick up the uh, the Cowabunga collection? I didn't just because I haven't had that much time to really play too many games, but it, it, it looks exactly like what we played back in the day on oh, yeah. on, uh, on the Nintendo. I, I definitely want to try because you, you can play online multiplayer with that, right? Like a handful of games. Yes. Yeah. 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 That would be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Including the four player arcade game, which was. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Back in the day, that was uh, that thing ate some serious quarters for me. So, yeah, yeah, that game, and then like X Men, and then oh, the yeah. Simpsons. There was like a whole bunch of great four player games that we we play at the arcade. <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. Well, tell us a little bit about. Are you still doing music? Is that something that's still a passion of yours? And you know, I, I, I'm curious. I heard platinum album. Like, let's give us the give us the give us the scoop here. Yeah, so I mean, I, I haven't done made any new music in a long time. It's been at least a, you know two or three years, but um, I definitely want to get back into it at some point. Um, I started when I was uh, around sixteen, seventeen. Just uh, I'm, I'm I'm a beat maker. I, I don't I don't sing or rap or do anything like that. I just make beats basically. And uh, for a long time, maybe eight nine years, that was like my my uh, career. I would uh, make beats and then sell them online. And we licensed a lot of music to television shows. So uh, if, you, if you listen to like, or if you're watching like um, some of those reality shows, you'll hear like just generic hip hop beats in the background. That's the kind of stuff that we would uh, provide. And sometimes on like sports broadcasts when they're you know showing highlight clips, you'll hear music in the background. That's the kind of things that we would, uh, my, I was uh, working with a friend of mine, we would, um, provide music for. So I did that. And then um, as far as the platinum record that, I don't know if you can see it there. Um, that was for an artist named Little TJ. He's a, he's a rapper. And uh, I co-produced a song for him. So basically I, um, it's kind of an interesting story because I was just improvising melody on my keyboard one day and I posted uh, an Instagram story of myself doing that, just messing around. And one of my friends, who is a music producer as well, he um, heard the melody and he's like, oh, well, it's pretty cool. Can I use that for something? And I said, yeah, sure. So I sent him that little melody and then he made a beat around it and then put it online. And then eventually this artist, little TJ, heard it and uh, made a song out of it. And they eventually did a, a remix with Little Wayne as well. And they put out a music video and everything. And the song went platinum. I, I think it blew up primarily because of TikTok, because a lot of people were using the, the song in their videos and has like, I don't know, 100,000 different videos of people making TikToks with it. And uh, yeah, it blew up. So it was kind of a pleasant uh, surprise. And, um, and you know, I do incorporate a fair bit of music themed stuff into my photography. So uh, because of that, I've built up an audience or a, a bunch of followers that are in the music industry. So it's kind of cool because I think eventually I'm going to, you know, do a little bit of networking 
through through social media and then get back into music um, that way. And uh, I definitely, it'll always be a part of my life in some way, and I definitely want to get back into it more heavily in you know the next next few years or so. That's incredible. I love it. I, that's that's great. Super super cool. Well, we're just about at that at that hour mark, and uh, we'll we'll touch on the game stuff that we that we need to talk about next week. After uh, we got what we're gonna be playing the, I know Cheesy's picking up the new. It's not called Bayonetta, but it's Ceresa and the Lost Demon. Yeah, yeah. Lost it, Demon, Last Demon. I think it's Lost. I don't know. I played the demo. It was real good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I mean check the demo out you guys if you uh if you want. I forgot to mention that I have a I have built a podcast completely with AI. And so I, I if you guys if any of you struggle falling asleep and you don't mind falling asleep to a robot um that you She doesn't sound like she doesn't sound like no, a robot though. It doesn't Wait, sound Wait, so it's not you like I I would use it if it was Josh <laughs> speaking in my ear it's, for me to sleep. No, you know, it would... is a it is a female AI named uh, Bella, and I lower the the speed of her voice by five percent. Um, the stories are written by AI, and then uh, I I copy the text into this other AI, and it it spits out. And you can change how the voice sounds, so she takes breaths and like. You know, the pacing is not, it's a little bit robotic, a tiny bit, but uh, anyway, it's called a fan of sleep podcast. There's also, I took a, about a $1,700 microphone and recorded a fan and EQ'd it so that it's, it's brown noise. So it's supposed <laughs> to help you sleep better. Well, I took that 12 hours and also put that on the same podcast with no talking. Wait, well, so if you're ever between white noise and brown noise apparently it's just the way the it's just frequencies like i think there's there's less high end in in brown noise and so uh i, I guess pink noise is another one that's supposed to help you sleep as well so anyway i, I i've researched it some but uh, it's called a fan of sleep and uh like i said it's all it's all robots i'm currently working on some uh guided meditations with it and so there's it's I'm having a I'm having a, a pretty good time just uh, producing, right? But it's uh, like they don't ever talk back; they just do as they're told. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, check that out. It, it needs some reviews on iTunes and stuff, you guys. If it's something that can help you fall asleep, I've created fun little stories um, around this cat named Luna who goes on adventures at night, and they're just very relaxing. And she watches otters <laughs> swim and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, wow. it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. I'm having, I'm having a great time with it. So that's a fan of sleep. Um, again, the links for everybody's socials will be in the description. Make sure to give Dwayne a follow, keep his momentum going on, on YouTube and, and Instagram and all that stuff. And, uh, we appreciate you guys so much, Dwayne. Thank you for being here. We really do, really do appreciate it. And, uh, we will see you guys in the next one. Bye everybody.